Hanukkah. 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 You're listening to Hanukkah Podcast, highlighting citizen Potawatomi Nation issues, members, and more. Paige Willett Nadeshnikas, Borewadme Ndao. I'm your host, Paige Willett, CPN tribal member and employee. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and rate us. This year's Citizen Potawatomi Nation Family Reunion Festival will be the tribe's first in-person powwow since 2019 due to the coronavirus pandemic. The event takes place from Thursday, June 24th through Saturday, June 26th with the powwow on Saturday evening. It includes grand entry as well as both contests and intertribal dances where everyone is welcome to enter the arena and participate. Experienced dancers and tribal members Tasha Zintek and Randy Schlachten joined me for a refresher on powwow etiquette. Tasha, Randy, thanks for being here with me today to talk about etiquette for the powwow this year. Happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Paige. So how long have you all been dancing and attending powwows and specifically even CPN's Family Reunion Festival? Well, I can remember my family's allotment land uh, connects to the tribal powwow grounds. So I can remember even whenever I was younger when the intertribal powwow happens, attending that and hearing the drums and getting to dance um, and then have been attending festival since the very first one. Um, I attended my first Citizen Potawatomi Nation Festival in, I'm going to say 2004. Yeah, and I, and I was just amazed at the whole facilities and uh, the surroundings and um, the way I was welcomed. And it was it was just a really awesome thing. So what kind of dances do you all like specifically to compete in? Or, you know, what are just some of your favorites, Randy? I do a what they call southern straight dance men's southern traditional style Tisha, what about you so i dance a style that's uh, either sometimes called women's traditional but southern cloth so the southern style of, of women's traditional so why is etiquette in the dance arena important why do you want to be sure to conduct yourself in a certain manner the way i think about it and the way that i was taught when i when i dance I'm being connected, I am connected with my ancestors. So even if they didn't wear the exact same type of clothing that I'm wearing um, or didn't even dance in the exact same style of way, we're connected by those traditions even generations ago. So whether it's a social dance or, um, you know, a contest or something like that, I'm still moving in the same way that they moved. And that's really, really powerful. So because of that, I think it's incredibly important that we respect that connection and that sense of community um, by treating each other in a certain way, um, just having some basic ground rules within the dance arena. What about you, Randy? Uh, being, you know, being respectful and uh, dancing for the, for the people who maybe elders who can no longer dance or, um, you know, just came to enjoy the scenery and you become part of that and it makes you feel more connected to your tribe and, and in people as a whole. Great, yeah. Uh, those both seem very, very important reasons for wanting to, you know, act in a, in a certain way. So first of all, let's talk about the space itself, the dance arena. What is okay and not okay to do? 
in the powwow arena? The way that I think about it is that pretty much all of the etiquette, you know, it's it's not it's not as important to think about it as a list necessarily of do's or and don'ts, although you know we can outline some of those, but really the the major foundation is of respect. So if you're approaching it in a good way and trying to respect the space and those dancers and spectators and folks around you, then you'll be doing just fine. But as far as um, sort of knowing what to do and how to do it, you've got some really good guideposts there in your master of ceremonies, your MC. They'll be announcing what's happening and giving you know, guidance on when it's okay to film or when you should be standing. So really paying attention to that MC and respecting what they say is important, as well as your arena directors. So those will be the folks that'll be running around with the clipboard. <laughs> um, you'll see out in the dance arena and around, they'll be telling people how to line up and giving guidance there on the spot too. So those are the first few people that I'd say you should um, you should identify and listen to. Yeah, also, I would say that at most powwows, that area that the powwows happening or the dance is happening has been purified usually by cedar. A woman will purify that area before. And so that makes the that makes that area become a sacred place at that time. And so, you, of course, you want to approach sacred spaces with respect. And to go along with that, because the dance arena is... You know, is it is a circle. We approach it like we do other ceremonial um, circles, spaces. So uh, when you're dancing, especially for grand entry, you're going to enter from the east. You know where the sun rises, where things begin, just like you would a prayer circle. Uh, and then once you're in the circle, you will always travel clockwise. So even if it's a shorter distance to get somewhere by going counterclockwise, if you know just turning around and it's a few steps, you honor that circle by keeping it circular by not, by not breaking that circle by continuing that clockwise. And just like Randy said, it's really honoring that that space has been taken care of uh, in, a tr- in a traditional way and honoring the, the sacredness of, of what we're doing together. So let's move on to our second topic, which is going to be clothing. Um, Tisha, what about for women? Uh, what are some, you know, some guidelines to follow? So when you're planning on participating in a powwow and if thinking specifically about our family reunion festival because that is important distinction you should respect whatever space you're in so when we're talking about our our citizen potawatomi nation family reunion festival the rules and uh, expectations and customs will definitely be different than if you were were to attend an event in another community so again listening to those folks and watching those around you is important but specifically at our cpn family reunion festival the ultimate goal is that everyone who wants to dance has regalia that they wear. That said, regalia is costly, time-consuming to put together, um, and it can be really overwhelming if you don't know where to start. So if you come and you don't yet have regalia, then my recommendation is, to, as a woman, to wear a long skirt. It doesn't necessarily have to be a ribbon skirt, and if you have one, that's wonderful, but if it's just a long like maxi skirt or a broom skirt, that is completely fine. I usually recommend that women wear uh, closed-toed shoes and then some kind of blouse that covers their shoulders. So thinking about this as a ceremonial space, um, if you're somebody who goes to church or worships or practices faith in that way, think about it as if, as if you're wearing your Sunday best. 
if you're trying to build regalia, a good place to start, that's pretty standard for women, would be to get a shawl. That's a really good first starting point. You can make shawls relatively easily. There are classes to do that at festival, um, or you can buy one too. But then from there, you know, you can build it piece by piece. But I think as long as you're wearing respectful clothing, as long as you're wearing that long skirt, some kind of blouse that covers your shoulders um, and closed-toed shoes, uh, you'll be in good shape for entering the circle. Is a shawl required for dancing? It is not required for dancing at, at, at our festival. You'll see a lot of people who have a shawl. That's their first item of regalia. So they're either wearing it draped on their arm or around their shoulders. But it, it is not required to enter for grand entry in our festival. I do want to make the distinction that what we're talking about here is grand entry. So that, that first procession of everybody Typically for that, you don't have to have full regalia for that. You know, uh, our festival welcomes anybody to join for grand entry as long as they're um, wearing the, those clothes that uh, our leaders and arena directors have decided is appropriate. Um, but if we're talking about participating in the contest, for that you will want full regalia. Randy, what about men? What should uh, men have before they sort of enter for grand entry? I would say just along the same lines that um, as far as grand entry and intertribal songs, everybody's welcome at that time to dance. Now, as far as a, a, a key component to your regalia for men, I would say is to acquire a ribbon shirt. A ribbon shirt is a good place to start for men. I have seen some men with a, a certain type of sash, and I think they have classes during our festival that you know will guide you and direct you how to make those. Ribbon shirt, I would try to acquire one from, uh, if, you, if you have somebody in your family who sews or you sew yourself, there's um, patterns available at potawatomigifts.com. What about pants and shorts? Shorts, I would suggest that you, that you not wear shorts. Just like a, a woman, I wouldn't think would wear like a short dress in there or, or something like it were like the open-toed shoes. I would say... Come with some uh, khaki slacks or, um, yeah, I mean, if you have a pair of long pants, that would probably be the best way to go right there. Absolutely. And, and I'll add, our arena directors, they are looking that no one is wearing shorts or, or tank tops um, in the arena. So if you come, just be aware that if you're planning to dance, you they will ask you to step out of the circle if you're not wearing long pants um, or some kind of shirt that covers your shoulders. And I would say that's just... Due to the fact that we're we are a big family of thirty seven thousand tribal members, and we all get together at this one time of year. We're there for maybe three, four, five days, camped out, and we're swimming and we're doing all these summer things. And so we're in tank tops and shorts and things like this, and and that's appropriate during those times. And then Friday night, Saturday night, whenever it's time to dance or it's time to do. Um, or traditional hand games or uh, during gourd dancing, anything like that is whenever you'll want to approach that place with more um, conservative uh, clothing, I guess. So let's talk about dancing a little bit then. Uh, what should people like first and foremost remember uh, when it comes to sort of their conduct and dancing? It's that underpinning of, of respect. So if you're approaching it in a good way, then I think that that's the most important first step. So what I mean by that is um, 
think about whatever is kind of space you hold sacred. Um, that doesn't have to be a church. Maybe it's your, it's a certain place in nature. Maybe it is a ceremonial prayer circle. Whatever that space is that you hold sacred, what kinds of things do you try to avoid while you're in there to hold it sacred? So for example, something um, that I, I wouldn't do in our dance circle is I would not smoke a cigarette. I would not bring my cigarette in there while I'm dancing. Uh, I would not bring chewing gum. Not that there's anything wrong with chewing gum, but at some point you're going to have to spit it out and you don't want to spit it out on the grass where someone else is going to be dancing. I wouldn't bring food or drink in there at all while I'm dancing. Um, and I, I also uh, would keep my pets out of the arena. Again, thinking about that you've got all of these people in their beautiful regalia wanting to connect to their ancestors by dancing together. Uh, you just want to avoid anything that would sully the space or take away from that sacred aspect. So those are just some things that come to my mind as something that ways that I respect the space, but you know, the list is endless. So I just encourage people to think about whatever space you hold sacred, what do you do and what do you not do in that space to keep that sacred aspect? Is there anything else you'd like to add, Randy? Man, I would say, um, you get out there if you decide that's what you're gonna do, which I think you should. If you're if you're there in attendance, then you should get out there and grand entry and whenever the arena director calls for intertribal, that's your time for you to get out there if you're not in full regalia and, and when you get out there you dance and you dance hard and you dance as best you can and as strong as you can for those who are in attendance who can no longer dance or or those who have gone gone before us. I was gonna I was gonna add to just to go along with what Randy's saying sure. about uh, encouraging people to dance. I completely understand how um, scary it can be sometimes to take that first step, especially if you're connecting with your tribal identity later in your life and mm -hmm. it's not something you've grown up with and this is your first time in a space where there's a powwow and around other dancers. Any, trying anything new is incredibly scary. However, uh, what I would encourage people to think about is that this is something that our all of our ancestors did. And if you're doing it in the most respectful way that you know how and humbly trying to learn, it's okay if you don't get it exactly right. The important thing is to try. It's like anything else. You only get better at it the more you do it. And so it just takes that first step. And we've all been there at some point in our lives where it was the first time that we danced or did you know anything. Yeah. And so uh, it's also important not just to be thinking about yourself being respectful if you're a first-time dancer, but also if it's your 80th time in the arena to be empathetic and respectful and encouraging for folks whose first time it is. So offering to dance beside somebody and, and give them some tips and show them or uh, giving them an encouraging word can be so validating and it can be the difference between somebody stepping out there and feeling unwelcome and never stepping in there again and never passing it on to their children versus somebody who takes on that journey and builds their own regalia and really connects to their identity. Yeah, that's right. And I think also that um, people are very accommodating, not only at this festival, but where wherever I've danced across the nation, um, people have always been very accommodating. And, and even I, I've, I've seen many people offer guidance, you know, to others um, who maybe their regalia is not 
quite set in one category or uh, this or that. I've seen a lot of folks just be extremely helpful. No, I don't think there's anybody who's going to just shun you away. And there are people there like uh, the arena director and uh, the MC who are going to give guidance throughout the whole dance. And so um, even if it is your first time, and I understand being nervous your first time for, for anything, but um, there's going to be somebody there to guide you throughout the whole dance. You've got the arena directors, you have the MC, but you also have um, at least two head dancers who uh, will be starting off and entering first for any dance. So um, I'm somebody who likes to learn by observing. So catch those head dancers. You know who they are because they'll be at the very front. Watch what they're doing. There'll be a male and a female. So watch them. Watch how they're moving to what beat they're on. And there's kind of your guide there too. Uh, just come out and have a good time. It's, it's a sacred space, but also it's, we're all family and we're there to have a good time. It's a loving space. Yes. How can people be respectful of dancers as they're watching? Regalia is a reflection of somebody's personality. So the colors that are picked, maybe they're something that relates to them individually or maybe their family or their clan. Like I said, it could have been compiled over years and years. There may there will likely be some family heirlooms or gifts that are included as pieces of the regalia. So it's invaluable. It's priceless. You cannot put a value on it. So because of that, it's really important to treat it in that way. So that means doing your best to avoid just coming up and touching the regalia. Like, I really like how this looks and grabbing it because you don't know where that came from and how that person cares for it. And you want to respect that that is as valuable as it is to that person. Also, along those same lines, uh, because you don't know what those designs mean or where they came from, uh, I think it's really important to ask somebody before you take a picture of them. And then if they say no, don't take that as them being mean or hateful. Just understand that they have a reason for saying no whatever that might be, and respect that. We don't just in public, um, when we're not at, you know, if we're just at the mall, we don't just go taking <laughs> pictures of folks. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, it's just one of the basic uh, common courtesy, I guess you call it. Just follow golden rules, right? Treat yeah, others the way you want golden yeah, rule, exactly. man, yeah. The drumming is definitely the foundation of the dance. Uh, how can people be respectful of the drummers who are putting out that wonderful sound for everyone that it wouldn't be possible otherwise. Well, Paige, I would say, um, you know, just a simple acknowledgement of the drum as you're dancing around, you know, you, you see the singers over there, give them a wave, give them a, if you got a extra dollar or two, you may even throw it over their way, hand it to one of them guys, you know, they'll put it to good use. You want to honor that drum and be respectful of it. And you, you're more than welcome to go over there and ask if you could sing a song or such, but um, you just want to be, you want to be very respectful of it. Just it's, it's in the same space as we're dancing. And so we're going to be respectful of the space. We're going to be respectful of the drum. Absolutely. They're approaching it in a prayerful way, just as the dancers are. And without that drum beat, without that heartbeat, then the dancing can't happen. If you happen to uh, participate in one of the contests and you win, I've always been taught that you should give some of your winnings to the drum. Because again, that your dance would not have been possible 
without that. It's, 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 a, it's again, it's that idea of honor and respect um, it, it, by, by showing that to them that way. So what do you think are just a couple of the biggest points that people can take away from this conversation? Randy? I would say um, you could be intimidated, but there's nothing to be intimidated about. There's a lot of people there to guide you along the way. And if there is something that you're not quite sure of, you know, find the, find the person in the in, in full regalia or find the MC arena director or the head man or head woman dancer. And uh, everybody's very accommodating and open and you can ask them and, and they'll help you out. Absolutely. I think the purpose of our family reunion festival is just what the name says. It's to gather together as family um, and to connect with what our families have been doing for time immemorial gathering in these ways just know that it's, as a citizen Potawatomi person, it's your birthright. So you absolutely belong in that circle, even if you've never stepped in it before. I hope everybody who comes feels welcome and invited to join in that circle. And again, if you are approaching it in the most respectful way that you know how and, you know, in a prayerful way, whatever that means to you, then I think you're, you're going to be just fine. Check this year's festival schedule for the weekend's dance and etiquette sessions prior to the powwow. For more information, visit potawatomi.org backslash events. Hanukkah Podcast is produced and brought to you by Citizen Potawatomi Nation's Public Information Department. Our director is Jennifer Bell. Please share the show with your friends and family members. You can find CPN on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Potawatomi. Visit us on the web and find digital editions of the tribal newspaper at Potawatomi.org. That's P-O-T-A-W-A-T-O-M-I dot org. Miigwech Bamamina. Thank you, friends. See you later.